Welcome to the Uncivilized Podcast. My name is Trevor Bohm and I will be your host. Every week or so, I try to get myself a fascinating human on the mic for you, someone who looks at the civilized world just like you do and says no thank you. Someone who wants to break some rules, to lead, and to bring their unique vision into the world. Someone for whom the status quo simply will not do. I hope you enjoy these conversations as much as I do. Please dive in. Hey folks, welcome back to the Uncivilized Podcast. This is Trevor Bohm, your host. And today we are diving into everything dating. I get questions every day from both men and women of how do I date now that I'm divorced or where are all the good men or how do we successfully navigate this wild transition of the dating landscape during COVID and yada, 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 every question you can imagine. So I'm bringing in Kimberly Hill here and Kimberly Hill is specifically a men's dating coach. And what she's going to do is walk us through the entire process from figuring out what you need to figure out beforehand of what do you want, what are you looking for, how do you create an amazing life first, to how do you set up a dating profile, to how do you message, to how do you set up the date, to what do you do on the date, to some troubleshooting. This is a really incredible episode. I am not single and I'm not dating, but yet loved it and even gleaned a lot of information from her as someone in a relationship. So man or woman, single or otherwise, Please enjoy Kimberly Hill. Kimberly Hill, welcome to the Uncivilized Podcast. This is a pleasure. (laughs) I look forward to diving into everything human relationship with you. Uh, For folks who may not know what you do or who you are, would you mind giving us a quick rundown on on what you're bringing into the world right now? Yeah, for sure. Not going to be super formal about it. I'm a dating and relationship coach for men. So I support two types of men, men that are single and wanting to date again, but really just don't know where to start. Mm. And guys that are already in relationships that need a really supportive and healthy outlet because they want to improve the quality of the relationship. They don't really know how to do that or where to start when it comes to that. So that's what I do. I support men in in, uh, the capacity of uh, their intimate relationships. Mm. I love it. I'm going to ask you a, a completely loaded question. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Why men as a woman? Yeah. Um, well, I, I actually started coaching women. So that's okay. like the natural progression. I'm a woman, hear me roar. I'm going to lift other women up, women empowerment. But the truth is, I uh, before I started this beautiful coaching practice, I worked in financial derivatives. So I was always in a very masculine dominated industry. Mm. For about 10 years living in Singapore and, and Australia, I was on like a broking floor with about 100 to 150 men and like, good old Kimbo slice, which is what they used to call me. And so I've always worked with men and got along with men very well and also was able to see the struggles that men went through having high performing jobs, but also trying to balance their relationships. And I witnessed a lot of stress marital affairs, um, partying all night, not handling stress very well. And I, I was kind of like an outlet for some of these guys because I was a safe place for them to chat about stuff. Um, and so I realized that I kind of had this skill of connecting with men and allowing men to feel really comfortable around me to open up and really talk about some like dark shit that goes on in their minds. Mm. And 
long story short, I worked with multiple different coaches and they said, Kim, why are you not coaching men? And I went, well, you know, cause like men, they're just going to ask me out or they're going to be inappropriate or like, they're not going to take me seriously. And I had all these self-limiting beliefs. Um, my coach helped me bust through those and I completely changed my niche. And here I am standing up and supporting men. And of course they're very unsupported, uh, population. So I'm happy to be a female that says, here's somebody that can give you a female perspective and totally support you and love you and lead you to whatever is important in your life. So I like beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for just the honesty of the answer and for what you do. Uh, The reason I have a huge movement is because when I got divorced, I had to Google, I literally Googled, how do I survive my divorce? Yeah. And it was like, the women's divorce network, the women's support network, the women's <laughs> entrepreneur network, the women's, and I, I joined like half of them yeah. just to see like, okay, well, there's got to be good information in here. So I really do appreciate this. And it feels like the tide is shifting a little bit. Would you mind sharing a bit of just how you transitioned from finance and from that, like a corporate world into the coaching world? Because, and I, yeah. I say this on almost every podcast, so many of the listeners here are in transition or want to be in transition, mm-hmm. but they're scared, or are fighting the fact that they're already in transition, but they're pretending that they're not in transition. Oh, so so just speak a bit about how you went from yeah. derivative floor to here you are on the other side of a mic. Yeah, well, uh, the honest truth is it was not a straight line. Uh, I remember <laughs> obviously being in this <laughs> being in this field and actually doing very well. I mean, I, I got into a, quite a senior position running a team in, in Singapore and society said, stay here, keep doing this, you know, good title, good money, more money than I make now, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and it was a very traditional, like go to school, get a degree, get a well-paid job work for someone else, rise to the ranks um, and stay there and shut up about it. Um, but I knew inside that like all of my skills weren't really being used and I felt kind of disconnected. And I think this is a similar story that a lot of people feel like I was good at what I did, but I wanted more of a challenge. I wanted more compassionate connection, which you don't really get in financial derivatives. So I started to realize I wasn't really happy in the role and I didn't know what that meant yet. So I was searching for I was interviewing at Bloomberg and um, Macquarie Bank and trying to think, oh, if I just change the house I'm in, I'll feel better. Mm -hmm. Um, But every interview I went to and every offer I got, I turned down because I realized that like it wasn't exciting enough for me. Um, And that's when I started working with a coach myself. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, There was a coach that was actually made available to all the employees in the Sydney, Australia office. Our CEO hired a coach counselor and said, if you got problems, talk to this guy. (laughs) We want to support you, but we also want to support you so that you do better in this role and you're not stressed and hit the sell button when you should be buying something. Mm. So, um, I was like, yeah, I'll talk about my problems. Uh, and I ended up speaking with this coach for about a year, transitioned to me moving up to Singapore. And although I spent another two years in that role in Singapore, I started to really recognize that there are other things that I could do so my transition, it took a few years, right? It took a few years of like not having a clue that I was in transition. And then eventually consciously being like, I want to do what this guy's doing. Like he's really helping me. And I think I could be really good at this. 
Yeah. And I was like, I want to be a coach, whatever the heck that means. Yeah. And so I spoke to him about it. I got some info from him. And then Kimbo, which is what people call me, like didn't really have a plan. I was like, quit my job. And I still had to work for like three more months because that was my mm. contract. So I'm sitting there for three more months, like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> <Let me> go. <laughs> but I didn't really know what was next. Uh, so I, I left Singapore. I minimized my stuff. I actually ended a relationship with a person I was with at the time because we mm. just couldn't agree on where to live. Um, and I ended up moving back to Vancouver, Canada, which is where I'm from. And then was like, okay, now I'm here. Now what? Like, how do I do this coaching thing? And so I did what most people do. I Googled like a coaching school and I signed up. Uh, and I happened to land on Ericsson International, which I think is awesome. So very NLP, a solution-based uh, coaching. Uh, and I really resonate with that. And so I went to their awesome in-person uh, school at Granville Island and became a coach and was like, cool, I can do this. <laughs> I'm going to coach women. <laughs> um, and that's how the transition started. But even with that schooling, there was at least another 18 months of me fumbling around, doing all of the wrong things, making no money. Right. spending the little savings I had, but my resolve was strong enough that I knew I was going to like keep pushing forward and be consistent enough to really build a business that was meaningful to me. And, um, and that's kind of how I ended up here. It was part spark of realizing I was out of alignment, things happening in my life that made me recognize that maybe there's more out there for me. And then this six-year-old version of Kimberly that was always like, I'm going to run my own business. <laughs> <laughs> so I made that come true. And believe me, there's days when I, I think, God, it would be so great to just be back in like corporate and sit there and just have a consistent paycheck. But mm -hmm. I chose this. So I gotta, I gotta deal with that. Right. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Once a quarter, I call, uh, I don't know if you know, Jeremy Goldberg, my buddy, long distance love bombs. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to become a kindergarten teacher. I'm done. Yeah. I'm just, I'm doing it. I just want to check out at 3 PM and I can deal with little fucking kids. I'll just be like, stop Come doing on. that. And like, you know, like read better. Uh, you guys are doing great. Uh, so <laughs> I get it. Yeah. This is, this can be a challenging world. Yeah. And, and what was it about dating specifically or relationships specifically that, that inspired you to go into that direction? Uh, well, I sucked at it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I obviously, honestly, I really believe that we end up teaching what we need the most for ourselves. So mm -hmm. that's something that I needed support with in my life and didn't know where to go to get that. So I wanted to be the person that could help others. And that transformed my life, by the way, um, and my dating experience. And I absolutely adore the man I'm with now. Uh, thank God. Good for so, you. So, yeah. So I, again, it wasn't like super clear. It was more very clear that I wanted to help people with their confidence that I knew from day mm. one. Like, I want to mm. help women be confident in business and kick ass. I want to help men be confident to deal with what's going on in their lives. And so that's why my company name is called the self-confidence project. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cause it's something we need to be working on all the time for ourselves. But when I started coaching women and then men, what I recognized was the issues that they were coming to me with and the problems and challenges they had were all around dating and relationships. Mm -hmm. So just through osmosis and working with men and, and getting all the education myself, it just, it went from broadly helping people in their lives to really specializing with dating and relationships. And, you know, all of us go and get all the qualifications we can 
And so I'm got all of them, but really the expertise that I have has come from the men that I have worked with. Mm. They are my biggest teachers. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing all that. I think there's like the, the Instagram fantasy of like, oh, I started my coaching practice six weeks ago and I just hit six figures and every, I just wake up every day and I take a bubble bath and then I post some pictures and there's checks in my mailbox. And it's oh, like, well, that's what I thought it was going to yeah. be. <laughs> Maybe yeah. there's a little more to it. That was a little yeah. disillusioned for sure. I was like, I'm going to be a coach and all I'm going to do is coach people. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Coaching oh, people yeah. is 15% of what I do. And 85% is all of the other stuff that it goes into running a successful business. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Okay. Let's talk dating. Because mm-hmm. specifically, I would love to hear my audience is, nah, they're like, 25 to 40 is the primary group. And so what I find is that the, and maybe we can just start here first. Sure. Is the challenge a lot of guys have is they're coming out of a divorce or they're coming out of a long-term relationship and they're looking at the dating landscape and going, I don't recognize any of this. I don't like, I don't, I don't know tech. I don't know apps. I don't feel comfortable with this. Uh, This is like a speed game. I, uh, eh, like, uh-huh. fuck, what do I do? Yeah. So can we start with that group? And I, I love what, I love the name of your business. Cause I think so often people are like, well, just give me the line. Like what's, what's the, like the three word thing I need to say to the woman to get her. Hi, my name is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you better be able to back that up brother. Uh, yeah. with a little bit of confidence and a just little remember bit. what your name is. Don't yeah, go yeah. Hi, my name. <laughs> oh, fuck, I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> so when you specifically have men ex long-term relationship or coming out of a divorce, where do you start with them? It's a fantastic question. The reason I call myself a life dating and relationship coach is because that's kind of the order in which we need to go. Mm. So number one is before I help guys start dating from day one, it's often what is going on in your life. Are you feeling balanced? Do you have an identity? Mm. Have you lost it in your past relationship? Because that's where we need to start. You're not going to have success dating. And you're certainly not going to have success in a relationship. If you don't know who you are, and you don't know how to create your own satisfaction. I use the word satisfaction because happiness goes up and down. We want to have a life that we're satisfied with. So typically that's where we start. How are you feeling? What's your social support circle like right now? Um, Are you doing a job that you enjoy? Are you taking care of the basic things in your life? Like, believe it or not, these basic habits go very, very quickly. You know, are you getting up at a good time? Are you going to bed at a good time? Are you hydrating? Do you work out? Do you eat well? You know, do you get some vitamin D on your face? Because there are a lot of guys that are, they go to work, they do the bare minimum, they come home, they veg out on the couch and it's in the dark and they're wondering why they don't have a lot of friends or a lot going on in their lives. And it's Mm. because the choice that they're making is one that's not supporting their lifestyle that they crave and want to have. So Mm -hmm. we look at their lives and what's going on. And I support them to also just start having fun again. Yeah. Then you start talking about dating. Right. In your experience. Yeah. Why is that so neglected or like, why is that so misunderstood of if my life is fascinating and I take care of myself and I'm in great health, I'm going to be more attractive 
to whoever this person may be. How have we gotten mm-hmm. away from that and gotten to, well, I just need to have, again, like the five sentences in the app and the picture with, you know, holding the bass by the mouth and the shotgun in front of my truck. And, you know, like, you know, this, the, the really attractive photos. Um, how have we gotten away from my life actually matters and why, yeah. or in your opinion, why have we gotten away from that? I think a lot of men feel they're responsible for the person in their lives, happiness, and they're looking for happiness within a relationship. So they forget how to create that within themselves. I put up a little reel the other day. It was like, dear men, you're not responsible for the woman you're dating or the woman you're married to's happiness. She's responsible for that. And conversely, you're responsible for going out and living a life you love. And I think we forget that. Yeah. Kind of, we get in relationships, especially if men are coming to me to work with me after divorce. They're so, most people are experiencing levels of codependency. We're Mm -hmm. so connected to our partners. We're spending so much time with them. We forget how to have an identity outside of that. Mm -hmm. And so when we break up with someone or we go through an awful divorce, we're searching for someone right away to fill the gap of our previous partner instead of saying, wow, this divorce or this breakup has created an opportunity for me to get back in touch with myself again. Yeah. And Beautiful. Yeah. I, I really appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Because yeah. so often, I don't, know if I've, I don't know if I've shared this with you. When I got divorced, my divorce attorney said, I told her about the whole, I was doing a whole year long travel and thing afterwards. <laughs> She's like, good for you. Did you know that the average man whose wife has left is dating the next woman he will propose to within 90 days? Wow. I know like, that. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Like at 90 days, I was still like puking and <laughs> lying on the bathroom floor, you know, like sobbing and like, oh. actually bring yourself out to. And, and I think most people are. Yeah. If, it's, if it's something long, like at 90 days the fuck are you doing well people have such a low self-assess low sense of self-worth after a really awful breakup and they're mm. you know, looking to fill that void with yeah. another person or with other awful addictions um and so it's like yeah find out how to have like a life that you're satisfied with before you start dating because yeah. otherwise if you don't and you're in that 90 days i guarantee you're just going to settle for whatever comes around yeah and and I also say to him, like, it's not really, it's not fair to have a backpack full of trauma and wounds and hurts that you're just like, don't mind the backpack. You yeah. are my everything. You are, you know, you're perfect. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, wow. There's a grenade just went off behind me. Don't yeah. worry about that. It's no biggie. Or we can like love bomb a person, which means like we shower them with affection because we're doing it in order to get something back from them, which is mm. to feel loved and to feel wanted. Yeah. And it's not a good foundation for a relationship. But what's the advice that the world has given us is the best way to get over someone is to get under someone else. So (laughs) who can I find that's going to make me feel whole again? Right, right. Breakups are hard. And that's why people need to go through a healing process. Um, I'm working with a client right now who had a bad breakup and he is, he hired me because he wanted to date again. Actually, what he's not doing is dating. (laughs) So he's working with a dating and relationship coach who has told him, I'm not going to help you with dating right now. I'm going to help you with yourself. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. I think it's super important. I appreciate that, that that is your approach Mm -hmm. because that feels like it's the only way to honestly date anyway. I'm whole and, and real. And, you know, no, I don't know if anybody's ever like, I'm completely healed. 
of all my journey of wholeness. Yeah, I'm on the journey. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I've taken a couple solid steps. Okay. So, so what would be the next part of the process for this person when they're just still like deer in the headlights of, yeah. So it's not not like, okay, now we're complete. Your life's amazing. Let's start dating. (laughs) Okay. Now you're understanding some healthier beliefs around your life and you're starting Mm. to do the things that are supportive of you. Okay. Let's, let's incorporate dating. And with the dating component, it's let me help you get clear on what you're actually looking for. Because a lot of people go out there and date me and I've been guilty of this before. Like, I don't know what I'm looking for. Just someone who's hot, Mm -hmm, (laughs) likes spending time with me, (laughs) like super low standard. I'm just looking for hot right now. Um, That would be great. Like if I think you're attractive, like who cares your drama? Like, let's go. What's up? Fuck the backpack. Yeah. Yeah. Bring the backpack. I got a couple of my own. (laughs) (laughs) So I really want to help people understand that in order to attract the right type of type of person to you, you have to know what you're looking for. And that includes two things being clear on the kind of let's talk men to women, the kind of woman you want to attract, the kind of relationship you want to have Mm. and what you do not want and what you will not tolerate. So we have to get some clarity there first. Would you mind giving some examples of what clients have brought to you in those two sections? Yeah. So when it comes to what you're really looking for, I often have to explain to people that you don't just want to find someone that you're attracted to that likes the same things as you. Mm. It's a little deeper than that. You have to first understand the things that you value and what's important to you as an individual, and then look for those values in someone else. Because it's our value-based characteristics that um, uh, creates compatibility, not just do you like golfing? Oh, me too. Great. We'll get together and Mm -hmm. like have a perfect life. No, sorry. (laughs) Uh, So it's helping them get clarity that, okay, sure, they may have a type, but really what they need to be looking for is a woman that has similar uh, value characteristics. So um, do they really value family? Um, Do they value hard work? Because there's a lot of guys that say, I'm just so sick and tired of my wife. She does nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. I, have, I hear that all the time. Mm-hmm. So you want a woman that obviously values or has her own ambitions. Um, you're looking for someone who values having a, like a, uh, someone who wants kids or doesn't want kids. Like mm-hmm. get clear on that. Cause that's a huge reason why people split up. Sure, um, sure. And so it's really, those are some examples, right? Do they value health? Uh, do they, are they really religious? Do you need someone mm-hmm. who's really religious or not? Like you got to understand that because if you go out dating and you don't have a clue at all, you're going to match and meet a lot of different people. Um, and you might be attracted to them and have something in common with them, which creates this like illusion that you're compatible with them. And then you get to know them and realize, Oh, Whoa, we're so we, we want totally different things from life. Yeah. So get clear on obviously that. Um, and then I have to help them with what they don't want too, because there are a lot of people that are dating and they're coming from maybe a, 60% 60% full tank of self-worth uh, and they'll, they'll settle for things that um, maybe are bad habits that happen in past relationships, or they'll tolerate really poor behavior from women just because they value the idea of love over things like respect and commitment. So the common, common things that we look at are, you know, just common deal breakers, which I have to help remind people of, because if someone has Here's the biggest one, <laughs> apathy or lack of interest. Okay. So there's so many guys chasing women that mm-hmm. are not showing the same kind of interest back yet. They pursue anyways. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if she's not 
if she's, if her words and her actions aren't lining up, that she actually likes you and values you, why are you still chasing her? And that happens a lot. So I have to remind, and I just reminded a client this morning on our our private messaging app, um, you know, he's had this girl cancel on him four or five times. She never makes time for him. He's about to go away for two weeks. She is, she says she wanted to be exclusive, but they haven't seen each other in a week or two. And then he's going away on this two week trip and she can't even make five minutes to give him a hug and say goodbye. I'm like, what the heck is going on there? Right, and I'm like, right. dude, you're worth more than this. Mm. Like you got to stand up and have firm boundaries and be assertive. Otherwise women will not respect you. Yeah. They don't mess around with you. That's a biggie. It's a biggie because I think culturally as the pursuers we're taught to ignore a lot of those, you know, what would commonly be called just disrespectful signs. Yeah. Or a lack of of being met, you know. It's it's who am I to actually be with this person anyway? Mm-hmm. So this behavior is okay. Or yeah. we've been conditioned by how many rom coms or whatever that essentially you just stalk her for a year, and then she suddenly wakes up one day and realizes you're the guy she's always wanted. Oh, oh so I'm curious, yeah. how, how much of the mythology do you think you have to work through, or the cultural mythology of? Like, hey, that's actually not okay. It's yeah, not like, okay if someone doesn't get back to you. It's not okay if someone stands you up. I have to remind people that all the time. I think like mm-hmm. men are biologically hardwired to be like the um, uh, the pursuers, right? Mm-hmm. And so we want to we want to chase the uh, unicorn. <laughs> but if the unicorn is like spewing shit at you, like that's not the right unicorn for you, man. So like go find another one. And it's, it's helping men adopt an abundance mindset too, because when men find a woman that they particularly find attractive, that's when everything goes to shit Mm. because they, they tend to value attractive women higher than themselves. So they'll put up with poor behavior and, um, uh, definitely put up with poor behavior and the fear and the idea of getting rejected by that attractive specimen is so strong for them Mm. that they ignore a lot of red flags and a lot of their intuition. Mm. Uh, That is massive. That do not put them on a pedestal. Uh, Men men do that all the time. And I'm always like, no, we're not up there. We're just equal with you. Like relax, you know? Right, right, right. right. I think that's super, super important. Hey folks, hope you're loving this episode. Just want to remind you that Leela, Jeremy, and I have a couple spots left open in Costa Rica for our New Year's retreat. Come down, recharge, reorganize, set yourself up for a powerful 2022, hang out with some amazing conscious people. Don't get stuck in a bar on New Year's Eve. Don't get some frat boy dry humping your leg. Come hang out with us, go to the beach, surf, laugh, commune with, with amazing humans. You can check it out at www.leeladilla.com forward slash the dash unfolding. Leeladilla.com forward slash the unfolding. And we'll see you in Costa Rica. All right, back to Kimberly. So the guys have an idea of who they are. They have some, they understand what their values are. They know what they're looking for. They know what they're not. Now it's time to put the pedal to the metal. What is it? Is it apps? Is it approaching a woman in a coffee shop? Is it talking to the girl at the gym? Is it all of the above? What are, what are some of the logistical aspects to this now? All of the above. All of the above. I I stress that because there are so many people that will choose one or the other. 
They'll say Mm. online dating isn't for me. They'll boycott it. And then they'll sit at home and never meet anybody. Mm. (laughs) Or they'll be a hundred percent online and be having a really bad experience. So I help men understand that there are multiple ways to meet women, even during COVID. Like let's not keep using that as an excuse to sit Mm. at home in our underpants. Right. Mm. And let's, And so I support them to online date. Sometimes I'm helping them with their online profile, um, making sure they're representing themselves in in an authentic way. Um, And also helping them with boundaries around the use of it. Um, Mm. It can be a really slippery slope. If you allow every beep and notification to steal your attention. And if you're, if you're swiping, not mindfully, Mm. okay. It can be an absolute disaster. Um, That's why (laughs) this silly reel out on my Instagram account the other day. I'm like, I'm laughing because I've never had a post go viral and it's had like 460,000 views. And wow. it's, I know. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so famous. No, I'm yeah. not. it's me diving and rolling over my couch and then popping up to a, a noise in the background that goes ding dong. And it's like, it's, it's like when you finally get some decent matches online, and then I'm just crashing and burning. And then it's ding dong. Then you get ghosted, right? Because everybody is having a shitty experience online. Yeah. It doesn't matter how attractive you are or how great of a catch you are by society standards. Everyone yeah. is going to have frustrations that come with online dating. Sure. So I really support men to date online in a mindful way and give them tips and tricks to help their profiles. Okay. things like photos in your bios have been helping lots of clients recently change some things around it's amazing how many common mistakes people make in there like can we talk about perhaps what are one or two common mistakes yeah. uh number one bringing negativity in so yes. men that have that really want to find a compatible partner but have been burnt in the past i'm like so excited. <laughs> They really want to find someone special, but they've had a bad experience. And then they bring that bad experience in their profile. And they might say something like, like here for, here for a real person or like swipe past me. If you're, you just want a dinner or like any kind of negativity (laughs) that comes in there. Right. Even Mm. subtly. And it's like, no, take that out. Mm. (laughs) So they're going to get a secure woman who's really looking for someone online is going to sense that negativity sure. that that person has and go right past them, regardless yeah. of how attractive they are. So we need to remove that negativity. And then two, I think people either take too humorous of an approach mm. uh, or too serious of an approach. We need to like be a little bit in the middle. We need to show who you, you are and the things that you like doing and also be clear on what you're looking for. Um, gotcha. So yeah. So give a little, like the tip here is to, to have varied photographs that show what you like to get up to and have fun and also a really clear shot of your face smiling. Um, and then your bio or the question prompt should be, some of them should be giving women or other people online an indication of what you do and, and mm-hmm. how you like to have fun, not what you do for work, right? What you like to do and have fun and also sure. the kind of person you're looking to attract. Um, so that helps formulate a much better online profile beautiful yeah. yeah then a bunch of emoticons or you know uh something i need you to know about me is i love tacos like who gives a shit everyone <laughs> loves tacos like don't waste a good question saying something that everyone else is gonna say <laughs> i love hiking so <laughs> everybody in canada <laughs> like, 
know what I mean? <laughs> Be unique. You're the guy who likes tacos. Please let me fuck you. This yeah. is you're the one guy who. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I think that's really helpful. Uh, I remember I've written a couple women's profiles. I remember when I was just starting off on Instagram, people were like, could you write this? And be like, oh my God, this is horrible. And so much of it was just the opposite or just the same of the, you know, if you don't have a car, if you still live at home, if you're not going to actually meet me, if you're blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like, no. oh, you're fucking pissed. <laughs> you're pissed. Okay. People I get you. Why well, you may have good reason to be pissed, but mm-hmm. like, we're all pissed. You just don't make it like the front and center. A hundred percent. Then you're just a negative person. And what yeah. does negativity attract? Right. It attracts more negativity. So guess what kind of matches you're going to get? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> People that are messed up in their mindset too. So I help them with that. In fact, I think I'm going to run a free workshop soon just to help guys set their profiles up. Um, because Beautiful. people need help because no one yeah. is taught really how to do it in an effective way. Um, yeah. And then of course, the second component is uh, we've lost a lot of like social skills, you know, in the age of social media, we're very addicted to our phones. And we're very, it's very easy to text people and not even answer a phone call. Yeah. We've lost this ability to be able to like approach people and talk to people uh, in public, especially right now with COVID, everyone's like, don't touch me. You're like, you're a disease. We're like, <laughs> we're, we're looking at the world with like these blinders on and we're missing these like amazing humans that are everywhere. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I am also having to coach men on like how to handle rejection and how to approach women and what they can say that's authentic without teaching them silly pickup lines. Because sure, 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 to be sure. honest, pickup lines work if you're sure. confident. Right, right, right. Yeah, any line works if you're confident. As Men long as you're not say outrageous things to women, and they would literally have sex sure. with them that night. Like if they're really confident, <laughs> it's right. true because we're attracted to confidence, safety, stability. That's what we're attracted right. to. Um, and so many men, and I don't think this point is really interesting. So many men go, "Yeah, well, I'm not rich. Don't have a fancy car or a Rolex watch. Why are women mm. attracted to guys like that?" And I'm like. Quality women are not actually attracted to the watch or the car or the house. Mm. They're attracted to what those things represent. Mm. And what they represent is a man who like, who is got his shit together, who's confident, who's ambitious. Mm. So it's not actually the watch. It's the representation of a man that's capable to buy a watch like that. I hope that's translating properly. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Would you mind saying a little bit more to the guy who goes, okay, I'm 44. I have two kids. I haven't been in the gym in three years. I don't have hair. Like I'm putting myself back together here. Uh, I, I, I'm not Cristiano Ronaldo. And yeah. I just don't know, like, why am I even bothering? And uh-huh. is it, is it for him? Like, wait, wait, get, get, get some stuff going, get, get your life sort of reorganized. Or is it put your best foot forward and, and lead from that place? Both. You have an idea? Both. Yeah, okay. both. If he feels shit that he's not going to the gym, then go to the gym. Yeah. Right. But also dad bods are in and if you have less hair, there's less for the woman to vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> I totally, totally start using that. <laughs> but what I, I mean vacuum is vacuum like, free. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Own it. Own yourself. Like, there's two extremes. I'm actually listening to this beautiful uh, audio book and it's very much, um, it's very much for the audiences for women right now, but it's talking about consort, your body, your body has been given to you. There's two mm. extremes. There's the one extreme where you're 
working out every day and eating every milligram of something that you think is nutritious for you. And you're like, so over obsessed with it. That's not healthy. It's not what your body Mm -hmm. wants. Mm -hmm. And then there's people that, yeah, I don't want to fit into the ideal of being the perfect person. So they completely let go. Mm -hmm. And that's not healthy either. Okay. What's healthy is taking care of the body you've been given. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean you look at yourself and you go, I love all of my fat and I'm going to stay fat. It's, I love my body for what it can do for me. And I treat it with respect. Right. So in the middle there, don't be one of these extremes. Cause honestly, I, I, when I was on dating apps and I saw guys that like showed off their ripped abs and like had broccoli as their emoticon. Cause they're like super uber healthy. I'm like, Mm-mm. I'm no, not interested in matching with you regardless of how amazing your physique is and how good you look, because right. what you're exuding to me is that you're no fun at all. <laughs> <laughs> Is that you take your body and your body image too seriously. Um, and, and this is going to sound egotistical, but it's totally not. I, I used to date a, a runway model, six foot five, highly, highly attractive. Um, but it was too much caring about the attraction and the body. And it, it, it depolarized the relationship and it didn't work because it was, it was too much about always being perfect, perfect, perfect. Right. Perfect doesn't exist. Yeah, I think that's helpful to guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really think it is. Mm-hmm. What, what's if we can just keep moving to kind of through the dating yeah. process? So I've got a profile. It's intelligently written. It's got a little bit of humor. Yeah. I know what I want. I have some pictures without a fish or a shotgun. And those are cool too, right? <laughs> done tastefully. <laughs> tastefully. <laughs> Please. Email me your fish shotgun photos at traver at man on civilized.com. I want to see them too. Yeah, gonna be the if, best. if you want uh, what not to do, Google Russian online dating profiles. <laughs> <laughs> you will see the funniest fucking shit up there. Oh, people in their bathtub with their shotgun. Oh, like, that's, that's so next funny. level. Yeah. That's next that. level. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I have all that Kimberly. Yeah. I've swiped. I haven't just sat there and like speed swiped, but mm-hmm. I've, you know, found some women who are, you know, up, up to snuff. Mm-hmm. Let's say we've swiped, we've connected. Now I just, what do I, how, how do I start this conversation? Like, do I mention something about her profile? Do I say mm-hmm. like, wow, you're a babe. Hey, I'd like to boink you. Um, you seem really smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, where do I go from here? I'm kind of lost. Yeah. Okay. So the advice and the suggestions I give to men that are wanting to approach women online, like what should they say? Um, I say, obviously be different from everyone else. Mm. And so what I mean by that is spend time looking at her profile and learn something from it. So if Mm. she, if she happens to be out on a hike or she's cooking a pasta or, um, she's traveled somewhere cool, um, that's information for you. So you can take that out and then you can, you can have a message that you send to her that mentions, you know, this is something cool in her profile. So, Hey, I think you're really beautiful. I'm so glad we've connected. I noticed you like that. Me too. Mm -hmm. Where have you traveled recently? Anything open-ended questions. And then just making like a comment about the fact that you notice something about her and you're making a point of sharing that because I had a client once that had a message that he sent to everyone. Same thing. Mm. And I'm like, well, it probably will work sometimes, but sure. there's so much, like, there's so much 
energy that matters in this. And if you mm. slow down and you spend time really examining someone, you put some effort in, you send a message, it's going to be much more like much highly received than just something. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah. I love that. I remember even having, when I w- was dating years ago and had an online profile putting, if you just message me, Hey, I will not respond to that. <laughs> and yet how many times I got, Hey, well, okay. yeah, see, that's a little bit okay. negative, right? So you're inviting people to just fuck with you. Right. I would have wrote you, hey, too. <laughs> with an eggplant, a splash. <laughs> just to bother you. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Yeah. And I think a lot of guys, though, are doing what your old client is. is like, mm-hmm. it's the speed, it's this numbers process. Yeah. And so cutting and pasting or, you know, just the canned approach. Uh, how do we get, get guys out of the mentality of this is just a numbers game? It is a numbers game, but okay. don't rush it. Like dating is not a destination. It is a journey. And uh, for some people, you may, like I did, on my third date, I met Andrew and we hit it off. And that was that. Mm-hmm. Andrew <laughs> went on at least over a hundred dates before me. Wow. So everybody has a different dating experience. Sure. If you have high expectations that are unrealistic, like I'm mm. going to go online and within a week, I'm going to like have four great options. And then a month later, I'm going to be in a relationship. If you have mm. these expectations, unmet expectations equals disappointment. So there is no rush. Dating actually can be a really fun experience. You're meeting other humans. Don't forget that. It's about connecting. Even if you don't hit it off romantically, it could be like a really cool person that you get to know. And so treat it as such. Mm. Because a lot of people are like looking for perfection. They're so frustrated when the first date isn't fucking magical and all this amazing stuff isn't happening. And they hate online dating. Like, yeah, slow down. Enjoy it. It may take you a month. It may be, it's going to be a year for you. Don't get so disheartened in the process. I I had another podcast with a guy who helps men after divorce. And he, I think he titled the show with me, how to have a semi-magical dating experience. (laughs) Because I am not the person that's going to say, work with me and every fucking thing is going to go perfect for you. That's unrealistic. Online dating invites all sorts of experiences. So if you have the right mindset, yeah. Not in a rush because you also have a very satisfying life that you lead. Then you're not so desperate to find someone so perfect right away. And you can take mm. your time and you can enjoy it and you can have fun. Brilliant. I think it's so important to reframe it, especially for goal oriented people, which mm-hmm. a, a lot of men are. Yeah. Uh, okay. So next step in the process, I, mm-hmm. you've sent me the hay and the eggplant. And I've decided to respond because you're witty and we're talking for a little, we're, we're texting back and forth. Yeah. When do I ask for your number? When do I try to set up a date? Like, does this go on for a couple of days, a couple of weeks? Like, yeah. how do I, and, and should I be trying to elevate the process or like move the process forward? And then kind of what speed? Yes, you should be. And that's going to be a little bit different for everyone, just depending on how quickly those conversations are going back and forth because mm-hmm. maybe it takes them a day to respond and then day to go back and day to go back mm-hmm. where some people end up in more of live conversations. So sure. it depended on that, but yes, you should be asking questions, checking for chemistry, 
seeing mm-hmm. if there's something that you vibe with about that person, then get their number and get the fuck off the app. Like you don't want to be spending all this time investing in the app itself because the app is not your messaging system. People mm-hmm. won't check it as regularly. Um, and if you are interested and have some chemistry with someone, that's a great opportunity to get their number and then message them after. And we can talk about that process. Sure. Um, men are obviously a little shy to ask for people's numbers and women aren't going to be comfortable giving it to you right away. It doesn't mean, you don't know, the process has ended, give it some more time, you know, build some more chemistry, create a little bit more trust and ask again, or figure mm-hmm. out if, if the person wants to meet first before they give you your number, that's okay too. But sure. the goal should be to match, check for chemistry, have some fun, get their number and set up a date and meet that person. Because the best way to find out if you like them and you're compatible and you're going to have that good energy and attraction is if you meet them in person. For sure. And there's a lot of people that have very long drawn out conversations for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. And then guess what? Ends up in ghosting because that woman has found someone else that actually asked for her number and showed interest. Yeah. Women do want to feel desired. For sure. Some of us are, you know, going to take it a little slower than others. My partner, I, I love, I adore him. He was a great example. We chatted back and forth. I asked him open-ended questions. He asked me open-ended questions. We had a giggle. Um, and then he said, ah, it's probably a good line. He used multiple times, but it worked fantastic. <laughs> he was like, I don't know if that's true or not, but he goes, you know, I don't get very excited about people on here very often, but there's something about you that has me like really wanting to get to know you better. And I was mm. like, <laughs> would it Aww. be? would it be okay? Or would it be too soon if I asked for your number? And I was like, mm. no way. Here it is. Right. I don't want to be chatting with someone forever on the app either. For sure. And if you are someone that wants to chat forever on an app, ask yourself what your real intention is there. Cause are you just bored? Right. And messing with people or <clears throat> are you actually on there looking to date and get to know people? Yeah. Cause there sure. are people on there that are literally using it for the wrong reasons. A so, thousand yeah. percent. And I'd say for men, yeah. yeah, men and women. Yeah, 100%. Um, there are wackos on there, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Or people who are lonely or people who are married and just want to have the titillation of chatting with someone on an app. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So get the number, so, get off. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, phone call first? You can have a phone call. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I would recommend then the objective, texting objective is not to have long, drawn out, emotionally driven conversations. <laughs> the mess is the objective of text. A plan, <laughs> and everyone misunderstands this, and we all make them. Yeah, so you built some chemistry. You got their number. You now have their phone number. Hey, it's Joe. This is my number from Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, Harmony, whatever. Um, so glad we we connected. Um, have a little bit more banter if you want, a little more chat back and forth. But then the intention is to coordinate a date. Yeah. Maybe you want to have a phone call first. Sure. Because maybe right now that's what's suitable with restrictions or whatever. Mm. Fine. See if there's some phone call chemistry there, but then you want to have a date. You want to meet the person. And that's what texting is for. It's a means of coordination. Sadly, we all hide behind it. We use it for long drawn out conversations. And I had a client too, that would overshare way too much. Mm. People don't really know you. It's much easier for them to dismiss you and walk away. If you say one right. thing that throws them off. So, so get to know the person, build that yeah. chemistry with the person. That's how it's built. It's not built on text. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Before we get to actually having coffee, 
Mm-hmm. What are some red flags that I should look for or a man should look for? Mm-hmm. And what are some behaviors that men probably should not engage in before we get to the coffee date? Okay. So red flags for sure are going to be, um, if so on the date, right. Red flags on the date are beforehand. So in the, in the, like in the lead up process. Oh, red flags in the lead up process. Oh, well, Oh, all sorts of things. Right. If they, if they, um, have talked, talking about a recent breakup, right. If they're talking about their ex-partner or, uh, that, you know, they just got on here yesterday and, um, but you know, they're depressed. Like people say this kind of stuff. <laughs> I had a client who matched with someone and she canceled a, a date with him because, um, she said, sorry, my depression's kicked in and, um, we're not feeling very good. So can we postpone it? And I was mixed on that. I'm like, her honesty yeah. is awesome. Lots of people have depression. Yeah. Sure. It's probably a good sign that she's communicating, but yeah. it's also something to be aware of. So right. some people will overshare, they'll mm. share their trauma, they'll share their past relationship. And if they're divulging too much too soon, it's just something to be weary of. Um, and, and then also like, it's hard to pinpoint this into words, but like, of course, women will, will ask you where you live. They might ask you questions about how much money you make. Like if that's what they're interested in, <laughs> like back off, right? Cause Right. Unless you're looking for that kind of relationship. And if you are fine, but that sure. would be a red flag too. If they're asking those types of questions that have nothing to really do with who you are and just what you represent, that's probably yeah. a red flag. Um, okay. Yeah, use your intuition leading up to it for sure. Cool. And then on, on the men's end, mm-hmm. what are some dumbass things that we do even with good intention before we get to the date? Um, Oof, all sorts of things, I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, I just threw you a softball. <laughs> yeah, this one's a, this one's a, a joke, obviously, but like, don't be sending like dick pics or dumb shit like that. Like, come on. Like, if you want, if you're wanting to build a genuine connection, like, oversharing as well, um, mm. and uh, being very needy, like you know, some men are anxious daters and that's okay. But if you're super, super needing leading up to the date um, and you're like reconfirming a hundred million times, or mm. you're like really unsure of yourself or you're trying to plan the date, you keep checking if everything's okay with her all the time. Um, mm. You know, she's going to get a sense that you don't really know what you're doing. So be just confident in the process kind of less is more in a way, like ask on a date, confirm the time. Um, yep you know, and then, you know, you can do a little check in if you want, but kind of leave it like, you know, leave the date to be where you do the extra discovery of the person versus too much chatting beforehand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. 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 So two, two more questions for you. Mm -hmm. What are some common mistakes that men make going into that first date? Or like showing up to that first date or on that first date. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll get to the second question after. Yeah. Trying to be someone they're not. Um, mm. So I released a podcast the other day, like dating tips for introverted men. So a lot of guys are a little bit more introverted. They don't get recharged by big crowds. They get recharged by like time alone. So a mistake that a man or a common mistake that a man could make 
is planning a date that he thinks is going to impress her, but is not suitable for who he is as a person. So oh, trying yeah. to come out like bursting through the gates to super impress somebody, but it's not authentic to you. That's a mistake because you're putting yourself in an environment that you're not thriving in. Um, so as an example, that could be um, maybe you're more of an introverted guy. And so like a coffee and like a nice walk might be really great because you're connecting mm-hmm. the two of you. You're not in a really loud space, but a guy might think, oh, but I've got a book dinner for my first date show mm-hmm. that I'm really interested and so sure. he's in this really crowded restaurant he's never been to before that got recommended by his friend. And he's like in there and he's fucking sweating because mm-hmm. it's noisy and it's crowded. And he doesn't know what to order on the menu or what's good, but he's doing it to impress her. But now he's like self-sabotaging himself. Right, right, right. <laughs> so that could be something like, you know, trying to be someone you're not. And then it kind of backfires on you. <laughs> And what else? The common mistakes guys make, we talked about it earlier, is accepting poor behavior as well. Um, on the date. Right. So right, thinking right, she's right. really attractive and she's being rude or she showed up really late or she's on her mm. phone and you're ignoring right. all those things because you're more interested in like winning the date or, you know, having sure. so that happens a lot too. Beautiful. Yeah. I remember specifically being on a first date and saying like, Hey, I'm going to turn my phone off and mm-hmm. turning it off and putting it down on the table. And the woman who I was sitting across checked hers multiple times and finally kind of laughed and said like, oh, I probably should have turned mine off too. And I literally said, yeah, I wish you had. And yeah, she's still good. sitting there on it. And in my head was like, this is done. How, how do I get out of here as fast as possible? And how do I get away from you? Yeah. Uh, this is an ultimate deal breaker. Uh, and so guys, listen to this. Like you're, you're allowed to, to have standards. You're allowed to have preferences. You're allowed to have boundaries. You're allowed to go wow, I wouldn't tolerate that from someone less beautiful. Yeah. Why? I don't have to tolerate that from this person. Okay. Mm-hmm. Kimberly, this is super insightful. I appreciate you. The last question is kind of a biggie mm-hmm. and it feels like it's important for everybody involved, but especially on our end. I, when I was in New York, uh, starting to write Man Uncivilized, I remember asking any woman I met do you, who is dating, can you send me a screenshot of poor rejection behavior? Like, and and that was a nice way of saying someone messaged a dude messaged you. It took you seven minutes to reply in that seven minutes. They were like, well, fuck you. You stuck up bitch. I never liked you anyway. And I was sitting there like with my head in my hands going, how on earth are you in the dating process and not in therapy. So what is the best way for men to frame rejection? Yeah. Well, I have a whole podcast on like helping reframe the idea of rejection. Most people and why they're going to respond poorly is because they they're taking rejection personally. They're, they're thinking that any form of rejection is a woman saying you suck and you're not good enough. So it hurts. Mm. And when we're hurting, we hurt others. So we lash out or we act on our emotions. And I mean, that's just going to, you're going to dig your own grave there. So obviously we need to learn how to handle rejection with grace, but more importantly, we have to understand that everybody deals with rejection and it's a part of the dating process. And just because you get rejected by somebody, the reframe is it's them doing you a favor. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's much better for a woman to say, I'm not interested in seeing you again, than to keep seeing you again and drag it on and hurt you more and more and more as time goes on. Sure. So rejection is actually somebody saving you time. You can view it that way. And rejection yeah. is so many different things. It might actually be, yeah, you're not the right person for me. So it's best that we move on. That's okay. Like be okay with getting that feedback. You are not going to be the right person for everybody out there. The second thing is I could totally be shit going on on her end. She might've realized, I'm not ready to date. So I gotta, I gotta Mm. move on or so much time has passed Mm. that she doesn't know how to let you down. And so she's a little emotional about it. Or, you know, she realizes that, you know, she's going to get back with her ex or that she's Mm. not ready to date or she needs counseling or you triggered trauma in her. Like it could be a million other reasons, not just because sure. you suck as a human being, you know? <laughs> but that's, that's how we all take it. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I recommend to guys, I'm like, high five them. Like if anybody's ever been divorced, yeah. you're like, oh, you don't want to see me and you know it before we get lawyers involved and thousands and thousands of dollars. High five, thank you. Go live an amazing yeah, life. for saving me time. If I can oh. ask you, Exactly. And, and an emotional heartache before I invest deeper too quick, if I can, because it just popped in like logistical questions, yeah. like fast ones. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do men skillfully turn women down? I think it's so oh. unique for us to be in that position that a lot of guys are like, I'll just quietly disappear forever or totally. stop taking her messages. What, what, yeah, what are some just like tactical way. ways? Yeah. What's a tactical way for a man to say, Hey, Loved you, had a great time. I just don't think we're a great match, in your opinion. Boom, you just said it. It doesn't need to be more complicated than that. Okay. I've really enjoyed getting to know you. I've realized from our few dates that you're not quite what I'm looking for. I I wish you the best of luck. Like how that person then reacts after is their issue, not yours. Mm -hmm. As long as you're compassionate, it's okay. okay. Hey, you know, like, you know, even if it's been two months, Hey, yeah. you know, we've been dating for a couple of months and, you know, you've been uh, angling at wanting to get more serious. I'm not ready for that. Mm-hmm. I realize you're not the right person for that. Mm-hmm. Be, be honest and be blind. Because yeah. if, they, if you just say, and I did this <clears throat> in my past and God damn it backfired on me. I said to a man, I'm not ready right now. What I actually mm-hmm. meant was I'm never ready for you. But I said, I'm not ready right now. So in his mind, he thought, thought, okay, well, I'll keep trying because maybe she will be ready. And it got worse worse until I was, I had to be quite blunt about it and uh, go down well. But yeah, being honest is the best policy for sure. I I agree. I think we need to remember that that compassion is a thing. Mm -hmm. And hopefully I'm just going to put, I would say, I'm going to assume that everybody's dating adults. And so treat them like they're adults, right? An adult person of, you don't need to lie. We're all, we know the game. Hey, we just weren't a great match. Yeah. Last one, a quick, quick one. How do, what's a great way to check back in? Say you and I have been having this, or mm-hmm. I'm just going to, you and I are having this great yeah. conversation. Yeah. I don't hear from you for a week. And what's the best way to kind of ping you without sounding needy, but going like, Hey, I thought we were, I thought we were connecting and things are going well, but I haven't heard from you in a bit. Uh, is something going on in your life or, or am I like, what, what would you recommend? How would a guy check back in? Well, that was a great example too, but yeah, absolutely. Just like, Hey, so-and-so, um, it's been a few days, been thinking about you. How are things? 
check back in mm-hmm. like that. You don't necessarily need to like say, Hey, this is my big justification for why I'm checking back in with you. It's totally mm-hmm. normal to check in with someone that you've been talking to for a while. So, Hey, it's yeah. been a few days was going past <clears throat> that coffee shop. We had a data and thought of you and want to catch up in a couple days. Yeah. I'm just playing it cool and casual. And, and there's nothing wrong with checking in with someone. Checking in with someone is not needy. Right. <laughs> checking in with someone 20 times a day is needy. <laughs> but checking in with someone that you've been chatting with, yeah. there's no issue with that. So uh, it could just be, hey, Janet, how's it going? I was thinking of you today. How are you? Or, right. hey, I've been, I've been missing our chats. Do you want to mm. get together with Friday? Beautiful. Yeah, I think it's helpful, Kimberly. I remember when I had a bunch of guys in my program who were dating to also say, remember, there's so much going on in a human's life. They're like, I haven't heard from her. She's seeing someone else. She hates me. They're like, the drink I ordered on the last date ruined it. No, it was my shirt, whatever, right? (laughs) And then find out like, oh, her mom's sick. Oh, she had to stay at work all weekend. Oh, something happened with her kid. Like real life also exists. I think it's easily forgotten totally. that if there's a break in the communication that instantly I'm going to go, okay, what's the worst case scenario? How do I make it all about me mm-hmm. and forget that this human has another life? Kimberly, oh. this is amazing. Thank you so much for walking us through soup to nuts dating with, uh, with, <laughs> with Kimberly for people who want to work with you, who want to find out more about you or find out uh, how to engage with you on a different platform. Where are you hanging out? What are you doing? How do guys find you? Hanging out on Instagram. Um, of course, go to my going viral. <laughs> no, I can't believe it. I told people in the post. I'm like I rolled over my couch ten times to get this like perfectly lined up. <laughs> you better like it. <laughs> oh, the things we do. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, is this what being a coach is? I don't know. I guess so. Um, it's fun though. Um, people can find me obviously on social media. Uh, Instagram is Kimberly Nina Hill. It's my full name. And so is my website, Kimberly Nina Hill.com. You can download a free dating handbook there. You can uh, book a free 45 minute consultation with me on social media. Send me a DM. I'm the one that's responding to people there. So if you have a question, I'm happy to answer it. Um, yeah, those are the best places for sure. Thank you. And thank you just so much for coming in, for sharing. Uh, for having me on your podcast. So please share your podcast as well. Oh yeah. My podcast is the self, (laughs) the self-confidence project. Uh, It's got weekly episodes, all everything, life, dating, relationships, uh, and sometimes even more. So definitely have a listen. We did a fantastic episode a couple weeks back. You definitely got to go and listen to that one. Um, So yeah, check it out. Awesome guys. Find this woman, especially if you are single Take in what she said. This is a lot of really, really great advice. Kimberly, thank you again for coming on. I appreciate you. Of course. Likewise. This is Traver Bohm signing off on another episode of the Uncivilized Podcast. If you enjoyed this, please give us a share. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. And if you're interested in getting a hold of my book, Man Uncivilized, whether you're a man or a woman, please go to www.manuncivilized.com forward slash the book and get reading.